In the beginning, the world was barren and lifeless. Then, the three goddesses descended upon the rock and breathed life into it. The sky, the oceans, the mountains and valleys, and all the creatures of this earth came from them, and they deemed that it was good. But the goddesses were alone, so they decided to create yet another life, one who would stand equal with them, Albion, the first man. At the start, their friendship flourished, but Albion grew corrupt and turned jealous of the goddesses and their power. So he turned against them and lashed out in a bitter war that he would not win. For the goddesses had not truly granted him equal power to their own, and so they defeated Albion. And as punishment, he was put into a heavy slumber and imprisoned deep within the crust of the earth. And there he lies, and there he sleeps, waiting for the day that he might be awoken. one the endeavor ends we open up on a calm open ocean view the sun is starting to set there's a few clouds in the sky maybe a family of dolphins swims by in the water we hear a starts off as a very faint low rumble in the distance it gets louder and louder as it gets closer maybe the sound of thunder but then overhead three airships emerge flying the classic Star Wars shot. And we, a uh, camera moves up, settles in on one of the airships, uh, painted silver and gold. Move up on one of the airships, you can see the name inscribed on the side, K-A-S Dauntless. And outside on the deck, we see a small figure balancing on the rails. Get closer, we can tell it's a young man in uniform by the name of Bishop Armstrong. Chris, what does Bishop look like? He's wearing uh, his... Military fatigues, blue and gold, obviously. Uh, padded vest and padded legs. His skin, metallic in color. Kind of grayish. The bits that are still skin and not metal. Gears. Dark brown hair. And it might be hidden under your uniform right now, but what parts of you are robotic at this point? Um, I have my legs and my arms. And my heart. Both legs and both arms? Yes. All right, cool. Pretty much as much of me as I can. And so you're just out there on, on top of the deck, balancing on the rails? Yeah. I, I'm i taking in the view. Uh, it's, quite, it's quite nice out here, being being alone. It's quiet, except for the hum of the airships. And yeah, you look out over the water, you can see a pod of dolphins swimming by. I love dolphins. You, you're out there, you lose track of time. You're not sure how long you've been out there, when suddenly you hear a, a voice behind you, a voice you recognize um, as your friend Stephen Sawyer. Uh, excuse me, sir? Steve? Is that you? Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, the chief engineer sent you out to check the rigging about two hours ago. You haven't reported back. Is everything okay? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I just had to fiddle with some stuff, but, uh, you know, uh, sometimes when you do these uh, mindless operations, you... Uh, you lose track of time and kind of get lost out here. It's quite beautiful, don't you think? Uh, yes, yes, sir. I mean, it's very nice. The sunset, the colors. I love the red. Oh yes. That's... But anyway, uh, uh, Chief wants us to to run a level two diagnostic on the on the starboard uh, thrusters. Yeah, yeah, we can we can do that. It shouldn't take too long. Is he want to get immediately or? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I will get it done as soon as possible. Are you staying out here with me and helping, or? Um, yeah, well, he really wants it done now, so I think we should probably go and, and do that. But um, if you, I guess, I, I, you know, I'll just get started, and uh, you can, you can, you can join up whenever you want to. I guess. Okay. Yeah. So he walks off. Do you follow him, or do you stay on the railing? I'll stay on the railing just for you know, like twenty more seconds. All right. Just so I'm making. You're the making, the, making the choice. Yes. Making the point. Not somebody else. Not the man telling me. 
All right, you wait 20 seconds, then you turn and follow behind Steven, and we the camera moves off from you, travels up and through the uh, hull of the ship onto the bridge now, uh, the hustle and bustle of people going about their business. Um, in the center of the room, in the captain's chair, we see a, an older woman with uh, black hair with uh, starting to turn gray, wearing her captain's uniform. This is uh, Captain Isabella Degado, um, who is in charge of the Dauntless on this mission. And uh, she's uh, signing something on a tablet and handing it off to a junior officer. When she gets up and walks over to the helm, um, seated at the helm is another woman it's named Sky Rowe. Athelma, what does Sky look like? She has midnight skin with, in stark contrast, she has emerald eyes that are natural with a pixie cut, dark blue hair, that she maintains year-round. She is pretty average height. She never smiles, but you wouldn't look at her and say she's unhappy. She's just always contemplating her next move and observing what's going on around her. People call her tough. Captain walks over, places a, a hand on your shoulder, and uh, uh, are we still on course, Lieutenant Commander? We are. How are you doing, Bill? Oh, I'm. Oh, I'm fine. I'm just, you know, contemplating the mission, hoping everything's going okay, and just want to make a safe flight for everybody. Yes, indeed. Everything looks good. Um, we're on track, on course. Skies are clear. I think we'll land on time. Okay, well, let me know if you uh, pick up anything on out of the ordinary on radar. Okay, let me run a quick check. Can I do a perception check? Yeah, you can do a perception check or an engineering check. Okay. And that is... 2d10. Oh. We are making a skill check. Travis, do you want to interrupt real quick and let everybody know how skill check works? Yeah, so a uh, skill check in Guild Age is 2d10 plus your skill bonus, which is a flat number. At this level, it's from zero to six. Uh, you also have talents attached to each of your skills. Uh, a, ten a point in a talent lets you reroll one of the dice that you are about to roll. Um, you can do that after you roll, obviously. Um, so if you can have up to four talents uh, attached to that skill, uh, you could make up to four rerolls, one die at a time. However, you can never reroll a one. So you always, when you're rerolling, risk hitting snake eyes which is bad so you can go ahead and make a either a perception check or an engineering check of some shorts as you're working on the radar i have perception for investigation okay if i'm truly trying to figure out if there's anything wonky about our course of action okay 11 16 cool yeah um everything is checking out um you probably just did a, a check a few minutes ago you did another check now because uh, she seems concerned, but um, everything right now, you're on course, radar is clear, weather's great, you're you're in the you're in the wind, like you're not going against the mm. wind, so whatever the correct nautical term is, but at, the, at this point, everything is fine. Okay. Um, so you go back to, to focused on your job, we move out of the bridge, down through the halls of the ship, come to a door labeled Medbay, go inside, and we see a man working on one of his patients the the man the doctor is or medic are you a full doctor vic, yes well uh, no but not really vic winters mm -hmm. travis what does vic look like he's a pretty average looking white guy mid 30s to late 30s uh he's got uh salt and pepper gray hair he's wearing the the same blue and gold uniform that everybody else is except he's got uh, red and white armband denoting that he's a medic. The young man you're working on is a man you know uh, as Ben Ben Abernathy, a man you've seen you've seen many times before. You helped save his life, transitioning him into what is called a Gearheart, and you're working on his arm. And he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, Doc, I don't, I don't know. The arm's just acting up again. It keeps keeps locking up on me." Okay, well, I uh, like. What do you keep doing? Like, what <laughs> what activity are you doing over and over again <laughs> with your arm? Well, you know, I'm an engineering, so I'm just, you know... Wrenching? Wrenching a lot. Wrenching a lot. Banging on pipes. <laughs> Banging on pipes. Over and over again. With the same arm. In the same way. Yeah. Is that weird? I, it's bad for your gears. I mean, it's bad for a regular elbow. It's also bad for a machine elbow. Well, I gotta do my job, Doc. I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, move, like, three inches to the left so you're at a different angle. 
Oh, okay. Like, like once every half an hour. Oh, okay. Great. And I'll just replace these gears and uh, get a little grease in the old uh, elbow. All right, you get him patched up? Yeah. Oh, thanks, Doc. Three inches to the left. Got it. Yep. Or right. Or shift it up. Well, is it left or right? It, it doesn't matter. You just don't do the same thing in the same position. Oh, God. Oh, man, you're so smart. I had not okay, really. Okay, <laughs> uh, What do you do when he's gone and you're all you're all alone in the mid-bay? Probably nervously organize things that are already organized. Just always, always trying to make things look as correct as possible in case anybody comes in and says that he's not doing a good job. All right, as you're walking around organizing, you look up and you see your superior, uh, Margaret Sampson, a full-fledged doctor, uh, working in her office. And uh, maybe you just try to sneak a peek at what she's working on. And she actually gets up and walks over and shuts the blinds on you, which isn't something that she usually does. I was just wondering if you wanted a cup of coffee. No, thanks. I'm fine. Okay. All right. We leave the med bay, go down, come to a mess hall where a large group of people is gathering around some sort of one of the tables. Not sure what's going on. Camera pans through the crowd. People are passing money around. There's a lot of murmuring and, and shouting. And we emerge from the crowd to see a foosball table with four contestants competing against each other in the championship. One of these people is Runia of the Dark Blades. Marley, what does Runia look like? So Runia is a uh, tanned person with uh, black hair. Uh, looking at her, you may not realize it's dyed black, but she does dye it black. She's a little on the short side and looks very average, but you can see that her muscles are very toned and athletic. Also, uh, she is wearing the same blue fatigues as everybody else, but she has the top part tied around her waist so you see her gold undershirt since the sport of foosball because it is a sport so it's very uh active and she is uh very into the game along with her uh, partner Luis. yes and Luis is is very focused now and he's he's going on the left on the left on the left uh you two are playing against two of the uh, security officers on the on the bridge uh, you beat out everybody else so far. This is the final match, and uh, Lewis, and, and you really want to win. So, give me a skill roll that you think will help you win. Some sort of cunning or trickery, perhaps. Just trying to think of how stealth might work. That's called cheating. Yeah. <laughs> you could just make a dexterity check. Or yeah, you could. We oh, just yeah. make a dexterity check with uh, uh, your thirteen. That'd be uh. 2d10 plus 5. Wow. <laughs> That's an 18 plus 5, 23. Yeah. So he's I'm going. very dexterous. So, so Lewis is going, on the left, on the, on the left. And, you, and you're like, got it. Nailed it. Spin it really hard. Yep. It goes into the goal and the crowd erupts. Yeah. Was that the last one? That was the last point. You won the game. Yes. Lewis seems very relieved, swiping sweat off his brow. Uh, you notice somebody else come come over to him and hand him an, uh, an envelope, and he starts counting. Oh, man, you really saved my butt, Rue. I had a lot of money on that game. Always. I mostly just play for the fun of it, but um, she probably put on like a few dollars to you, but she's not really that worried about money. We pan out from that scene back to the exterior of the airship, flying into the sunset, and we fade out. This has been... One day of your lives on this ship as you journey to New Kimberland. You okay? Yeah. You look very <laughs> worried. <laughs> I, I want to know how many days it's going to be. So the journey from Kimberland to New Kimberland is is about uh, eight days. This is probably day five. Oh. Hmm. So we fade back in on the bridge, maybe in the lower third. There's a thing that pops up that says day eight, and you hear the call go out. Land! There's land! Where's this call coming from? Guy on the bridge with the binoculars. Radio. Well, there's probably a guy out on outside with binoculars, and then he's radioing back into the bridge that he is. What is, what, what is your action as the pilot? Let's prepare for the next stage of our journey for landing. <laughs> All right. I mean, we are still about a day out, correct? No. 
we've we've so it's eight days. Okay, so this we're... is the eighth day. You're you're coming in hot. Okay, so we need to make. So Captain Delgado um tells you tells everybody to for landing positions get ready. Mm-hmm. Tells you Sky, uh, try to try to radio portent and and tell them that we're coming in for a landing. Get dock clearance. Okay, I'm on that. Hi, this is uh the Dauntus and the Endeavor and the Tempest calling in. Radioing in for uh, landing. Are we cleared to land in the uh, say next three hours? Out. Portent. Is anybody available? We're about uh, two hours and forty-five minutes out from landing. Can somebody uh, let us know if we're cleared to land? Captain. Uh, Captain Bell. Yes, Sky. We're not reaching the. Uh, Portent landing. Their radio tower seems to be unresponsive. Okay, um, keep trying. I'll contact the Endeavor and the Tempest and see if they've had any luck. Okay, I'll keep trying. Bishop, where are you? Are you back outside? Is that your usual hangout spot? Yeah, I'm, I'm usually just hanging out there. I'm probably just looking ahead. I might not be the spotter, but I could still see that there's land ahead. All right, um... Give me a perception check. Six. Yeah, you, you don't even see the land. <laughs> yeah, okay. Back on the bridge. Back on the bridge, Sky. Do you got a game plan? I'm going to do a perception check. This time it's going to be of the deduction. No. No? Okay, perception. Perception is perception. Okay, perception, investigative nature. Is it 10? So I have a 20. Wow, that's good. So you, you're trying to radio them and you're getting nothing but static. So you get up and you grab some binoculars and you look through and you see a, a faint like haze of, of black smoke coming from the land. Captain Bell, can I see you for a second? What is this guy? She comes over. Please look through here and tell me what you see. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. A, l- a little more east. A little more east? Okay. Do you, do you see what I see? Yeah, let me make a perception check. <laughs> oh, I see. Yes, it's smoke. It is indeed. Have you had any luck with the Temptress and the Endeavor making contact? Um, I just received word from Admiral Kincaid, and they've had no luck either. I have a bad feeling. I have a really bad feeling about this. In fact, I probably could have told you this a couple of days ago, but I was hoping that the situation would change. We've actually haven't had any contact with New Kimbrin for several several weeks. That probably would have been good to know before we left land, but we're here now, so. She's naturally a survivalist, mm-hmm. so she's going to go try to think one or two steps ahead. Okay. So finding a safe landing area for all three ships is going to be the next step in her head. Okay. So maybe you go to the table and pull out a map of New Kimbrent. Okay. But uh, we, we can come back to that scene. What are either of you two doing, Vic or Rue? Uh, I would assume we're going to get ready for landing, so we're packing up our gear, making sure everything's in the right positions on our bags. Ready for the landing party? All right, yeah. Rue, you are with your friends Luis and Suki. Um, so, yeah, you're heading down to... You're supposed to report you're in the landing party, so you're, you're heading down to the docking bay. Yeah. You probably... Vic, you're probably in the medical bay packing up medical supplies. Yeah, packing up a travel medical bag, making sure all of the things that could possibly be jostled and fall on the floor and break are safely stowed away for the landing. Okay. Um, you're You're packing things up. And you're helping Doctor Sampson, and uh, a little a uh, little petri dish gets knocked on the floor, and you just instinctively reach down to to pick it up, and and you look over and you read the label, and it says SP sample. SP sample. I don't recognize this one. Oh, uh, Vic, I'll take that. Uh, oh, okay. Eight. Hey, all right. And she uh, grabs it from you and stuffs it into one of her bags. What What is it? Uh, it's it's nothing that you have to be concerned yourself with. It's just something that uh. For higher ups, they wanted me working on. Oh, okay. I okay. Do you, would you like to make some sort of check on her? Yeah. Um, I have no psychology skill, so. Uh, Do you have deduction? I have chemistry. Could I use that to try and look at what? Try and figure out at a glance, like what kind of ballpark type thing it was. Uh, yeah, chemistry or biology. I have both of those, and they're the same. Yes, that is going to be a 24. 
Um, it looked like a very silvery metallic liquid that, but not like mercury or something that you've seen before. Like something about the texture was, was off. So you're like, well, that's definitely not like mercury or something. So I'm thinking at this point that it might be protean blood, but I know that that doesn't usually survive for very long outside of and away from a protean. Correct. It's very strange. Rue, um, you're in the you're going heading down towards the docking bay, uh, and your friend Suki um, comes up to you, and they look very concerned. Um, uh, do you know what's or is that land or do you know are we landing? Uh, that's what they announced a little while ago. I haven't heard anything since. So I'm assuming everything's hunky dory. I got I got a I got a friend over on uh, the Tempest. You know Ricky? Yeah. At that party one night, yeah, he's saying that he's saying that there's a, a some sort of battle going on or something. That doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. This wasn't supposed to be a combat mission, was it? Um, I don't think so. Uh, you know me; I don't really pay attention to the briefings that well. What about you, Luis? Uh, I got very drunk last night. So what's <laughs> going on? Uh, is Georgie my roommate around? Uh, no, you don't see Georgie. Hmm. I forgot you have like. 20 and <laughs> you said three i have that's three true. oh that's 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 really my fault then <laughs> you have like 20 to keep track of i have too many which is why i haven't really locked down any extra voices yet it's all just me <laughs> <laughs> um sky you're looking at the map of new Cambrian. what do you want to do i think we need to circle around it looks like the port goes around to the east and if we circle, we can go slightly north of it, about five miles inland, and there should be a safe landing spot. Captain Ogata's looking at the map. Yeah, if we go too far inland, um, our ship will stop functioning. Remember the uh, anomaly over New Cambridge that doesn't let airships fly? Right. But five miles inland, it looks like there's a clearing here uh, near the woods. Um, if we can't land at the port, that yeah, I agree, that's probably a good place. Okay. Make preparation. Do I need to do any checks? No, oh, not if you don't want to. What do you want to do? Well, there are some trees that we need to clear. We are, in fact, airships. If we land, there should be enough of a clearing before we reach the woods. If we try to land in the woods, yeah, it won't be a very won't be a very good landing. Okay. But that looks like a good spot. Good job, Commander. Um, I'll radio that location to the Tempest and the and the Endeavor. Well, the Endeavor is probably going to have to land at the port city. It's it's too big, but the smaller ships could get past it. So time passes, you're all making preparations. Vic, are you on the landing party? Are you going down to the docking bay as well? Uh, Yeah, I'm definitely with the landing party. Okay. Um, just in case they need a medic. <laughs> Nobody needs medics on away teams, though. Bishop, you're out on the deck. We're fast-forwarding two hours. Montage, everybody's packing, throwing things away. Sky's on the bridge. You're um, still outside. Um, Give me another perception check as you're getting closer to the port city. 11. All right. I, yeah, I, I just, I don't have anything in perception, so. Well, <laughs> I, do, I have one point in perception, but. Okay, so you're just not a very perceptive guy. No, and I rolled a one, so I can't re-roll that. You're, you're close enough to the port city now that everybody can see the smoke. <laughs> Except me. <laughs> no, you can see the smoke. That's not what the perception check was for. What you fail to sense is the sudden change in the air around you. As the wind shifts, stops, the air grows hot. And then from the clouds above you, a giant green energy beam slams through the hall of the Endeavor and out the other side, followed by a huge explosion on the Endeavor. And it just banks down towards the water and immediately the alarms on the Dauntless go off. Red alert. Battle stations. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm gonna... <laughs> Caught me a little off guard there. <laughs> Give me another uh, perception. Well, you don't have perception. I mean, yeah, the only thing I have that's close would be survival. We're gonna... Well, we're just gonna leave this scene. What, do you, what is your reaction? Your I, character's reaction to this happening? I'm getting my stuff. I I am going back into the ship. All right, so you start running towards the nearest stairwell. Yes. All right. We're going to cut to the docking bay 
basically red alert starts going off battle stations. Um, what do you, what do you, you guys hear a loud and followed by an explosion. You don't know what happened. There's no windows on the docking bay. What is your, just your initial reaction, Vic and Rue? Everybody grab parachutes. Do we have parachutes? Yeah, of course. That's, that's a standard safety thing. The federal government issues that we have enough parachutes. We don't have enough parachutes, do we? Not for, not for everybody. Well, I have a parachute. (laughs) You're (laughs) a medic. Rue, what do you do? I'm going to, since I found out there's parachutes, I'm going to grab one as I go run upstairs. Okay. Just try to get a better look at the situation. You're running upstairs? Yeah. All right, do you go outside, like on deck, or do you just try to find a window? Uh, I would go outside on deck. All right, you burst out on deck. Uh, Suki has followed you. Lewis is lost in the confusion. You see a flaming hole in the Endeavor, and it is just banking to its right and falling towards the ocean. And then there's another... Another giant energy beam from the clouds straight through the hall of the Endeavor again. Another explosion. And it breaks in half now. Oh, wow. Titanic. And it's just falling towards the ocean. And you see the Tempest. You look out and now you can see the Tempest on the other side. And it is just firing its weapons blindly into the clouds. And that's when you see descending out of the clouds above you. The largest airship you've ever seen in your life. Pure black. Doesn't have an open deck. Looks completely encapsulated. Has jagged edges. Like nothing you've ever seen. Just descending down like death above you. Holy shit. Suki, do you see this? Uh, what? What is that? I thought you would have an idea. Back on bridge, chaos. Uh, Sky, you've witnessed the Endeavor be basically incinerated. You see this giant airship. What 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 are you doing? Internally, she's processing. They're already dead. There's nothing we can do for them. Hopefully, they can circle around once they land and retrieve survivors if there are any. In the interim, they need to slow down that ship or at least slow down their weapon ability so that we can land safely. Slow down what ship? The Dauntless? No, the ship above us. Oh, the ship above us. Or their weapons, at least, enough that we can get away. A ship that size, she's trying to tabulate if they're any quicker or if they just had an advantage because they were above us. Hey, you can use the deduction skill sure can. to analyze this enemy airship. I also have mechanics, but well Either one. Which one's higher? Ooh. On deduction I would have four rerolls. I'd have four chances to figure this out. Go for it. Were there guns on the deck? That I could have like tried to oh. bring Hold that thought. Okay. Yes, probably. What is your roll? That was a fourteen, but I'm in reroll. Okay. No, I'm going to keep the 14. I have four re-rolls, though. 14 is a single. It's pretty good. It's about the best you can do with one of your dice is. is one. Yeah. One of her dice is one? Yeah, so I don't... It's, if you want to risk no, getting I'm, two No, I'm ones. not going to risk it. It's going to be I'll 14. Yes, yeah, so you get a single. You're analyzing this. Oh, man, there are so many things wrong with this. One, it came from above you. You guys are already... I mean, you've started your descent, but you're 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 already pushing your limits on, on how high your airship can fly there shouldn't have been anything above you two you've never seen a weapon like that so you are outgunned for sure and three you're probably faster than it because you're so because you're in a lot smaller ship so maybe you could outrun it you're not sure about how you feel about fighting at least in her head she's not trying to fight it meanwhile captain delgado is issuing orders to fire everything on the enemy airship because that's just instinct at this point they don't know what's going on um so we're gonna cut to rue on the deck there are some personal anti-airship guns that you could mount i'm gonna assume that some of us that had no other roles on the ship were given at least an express instruction on how to use these oh everybody on the airship has training in this so i'm gonna try to jump on one and start firing at it See if I can find any weak points. I mean, it's a big target, so you're probably just going to hit it. In terms of trying to find a weak point, it would be some sort of like perception or engineering or something, which I don't know. I have perception. Uh, I have scouting and investigation, so scouting just to see if there's yeah, anything try that to, try to try to scout a position that hasn't already been shot at. 
Is it two nines again? No, it's nine and a six. Oh, well. So it's 20. 20? Yes. Give me an attack roll. Just whatever your base range attack roll is. Wait, attack is? Percentile. Yeah. Mm, that's, that's All good. right, so attack rolls in Gilded Age are uh, percentile rolls, which is 90. a D100 scale. Uh, lower is better. She rolled a 90. <laughs> I'm guessing you do not have an accuracy of 90 or higher. No. Okay. <laughs> um, not so yet, anyway. You, you shoot at it. And you're hitting it, but you, it doesn't look like you're doing any damage. It's just... In fact, you, um... Doesn't look like anybody's doing any damage to it. Tempest is unloading everything it has on it, and it doesn't even have a scratch. Hey, Suki, do you see anything that looks like a weak point? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should go back and get some of those parachutes. I mean, I grabbed one on my way out. (laughs) Oh, I should have done that. That would have been great. Hang on one second. I'm going to go get a parachute. Back in the docking bay, we follow Suki as they run to the docking bay. Vic, what are you doing? Everything's in chaos now. Everybody's running, trying, people are running out to guns. You're just, a, you're a medic. I don't know what your thought process is right now. We don't have anybody injured on our ship yet. Yet. I I think I'm going to try to even like move towards like the center of the ship so that like if we do take fire, I can rush over to wherever we are taking fire at and maybe help some people there. Okay. You burst through and you're just running down a hallway. I'm keeping my parachute. Yes, <laughs> obviously. It's slowing you down a lot, though. That's um, fine. <laughs> it's already open. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hit 2,000 Sorry. feet. Sorry, it took me a second to get that. Now I'm just picturing him running down the hallway with this parachute open. People just getting tripped as I go by. Out of the way! Out of the way! I would feel like it would get caught on something and then just, like, no, pull him flat. No. Yeah. yeah. That's funnier yeah, if it doesn't. Nose yeah. by the time he goes there. Bishop. Yes. You're running back into the ship. What are you doing? Where are you going? Yeah, I was I was going to go um, try to get Evelyn, see if she had any sort of... And where is... Remind me who Evelyn is and where they work on the airship. She was basically instrumental in my studies for all the mechanics. And okay. uh, she's kind of in the, the research group for uh, mechanization. Okay, so they probably set up like a small research lab on Dauntless. I mean, she she would basically be like a head mechanic. Oh, so probably like engineering, maybe. Yeah, with you, right? Yeah, uh, and uh, she's kind of my mentor. Oh, so. you would also know Rue's friend Suki. Yeah, you, you see running down the hallway as as you pass her on the way to engineering, and she's running towards the docking bay, or they are. Sorry, they are running towards the dock. Yeah, I never gave Suki a gender because they are androgynous, so they don't like to be gendered. Oh, okay. Just FYI. I'll make note of that. He's not making note of that. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you guys going? I'm getting uh, I'm getting a parachute from the, the docking bay. Oh. Did you see that thing? Did you see what it did? It's just the, the Endeavor. It's just gone. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw it. I'm, I'm this rushing down. This wasn't supposed to be a combat mission. Well, you know, that's we still bring weapons. Where are you going? I'm going to go talk to Eve. Okay, see you. Uh, so you get to engineering and they're doing engineering stuff powering the ship you see eve working at one of the consoles eve uh did you did you look and see that ship uh no we're just just making sure that all the defenses are being powered and we're routing powers to the the forward canyons what's going on out there if i described the ship and some of the i guess weapons and such that it has on there do you think you could maybe figure out what's going on with it or where it came from I, I don't i don't know describe to me what you saw it was big and black and had a big gun uh what kind of gun it was a big green laser mm. it tore the endeavor in half something that powerful that could could tear the endeavor in half it, it, it's beyond any of our tech level that i know of it, it, I, mean, I guess it could be some some gilded energy of some sort or maybe a, a powerful artifact of some kind but I, I don't know i'd have to get my hands on it do you think that we have the defenses for it uh not if it tore up the de- endeavor we need to let everyone know i mean we need to let the pilots and the captain know that we need to get out of here we uh-huh. do not need to be around here trying to shoot it well you can ra- radio the bridge and let them know Tell, okay. Or go to the bridge and let the captain know. I'll I'll run to the bridge. All right, you run to the bridge. Pass a, a medic that you haven't really seen before. Um, you get to the bridge. Everybody's shouting. 
Um, Sky, what are you doing? Okay. Well, then it's full throttle ahead. Yeah. All right. So you can try to outrun it towards the land. Give me a piloting check, which will be engineering or something. Because there's not like a direct pilot skill, right? I know. She has engines, though. Engineering. Engines. So would it be prudent to say that rather than go around this portent area that like we were going to do, go slightly to the east and around to the woods? Yeah. Now we're just going to head straight over it. It's whatever you want to do. So what is your plan to try to get away? I think a straight shot. Obviously, A to B is going to be faster than A to C. And if there's any sort of interference from the land, we're more likely to be able to maneuver at a lower uh, altitude and being a smaller ship. Okay. Um, Do you radio the Tempest to follow you or issue somebody to radio the Tempest? I'm going to... Do I need to use my psychology to talk the captain into it or do I just let her know my thoughts and that the shooting, it's not working? You could use a give her give a persuasion check to let her know your plan. So there is no persuasion skill. Oh, it's not. What would it be now? So you can use any skill as a persuasion skill. So if you're if you're using your deduction that you I used would earlier, use deduction, yeah. so then you can say, hey, I'm going to use my deduction. I'm going to explain my deductive reasoning. This is why we need to take this action. I'm going to do that. 20. Nice. So Captain agrees. Oh, yeah, we'll role play it out a little bit. Captain Bell, hey, can we slow down for just a second? I know we're trying to man all the airships right now or all the gunships, but... From what I can tell in my calculations here are saying that we're not we're not doing any damage. We need to outrun this. We need to draw as little attention to ourselves as possible, and I think that we need to do this in a straight shot to land. Okay. You want to so you, you, you want to try to outrun it and get to that landing zone? Yes, and I don't think we're gonna have enough time to go around. That's good. We might be able to take cover in the woods. Maybe this thing will pass over us. And let's hope that it throws off their telemetry. Right. And uh, she turns over to one of the other people in the room. Ensign, let engineering uh, know to divert power control to the pilot of the engine. Does he enter? Oh, okay. And then uh, in the bridge, Bishop comes storming in. We need to outrun this ship. That These weapons are doing nothing. I've talked to everyone in engineering, and we have no idea what this is. Captain, who's this man? <laughs> <laughs> You're the lieutenant commander of the ship. You're technically, like, third in charge. <laughs> So you probably know who he is. He's he's, he's uh, new. That's true. <laughs> he's a rookie. That's a good question, though. You can you can just say you say that in character. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, Bishop. What is your response? I'm Bishop. I'm I'm in engineering. I I help work on all this stuff. Make sure you're you're Bishop. Why aren't you at your post? I because there's a ship cut in half, and I ran over here. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Okay, okay, hold on. Get Let's... back down to engineering and help divert power in the engines. We need to outrun this thing. I, I know, that's what I came down here to say. Well, thanks for telling us something we already know. <laughs> Lieutenant, get back to your station. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about uh, next time you your idea. Maybe she starts to say something like that, but there's another... <laughs> and a shot rams uh, into the Tempest. Hello. <laughs> Now, Lieutenant, we need to get out of here yep. before the thing fires again. Yep, I'm gone. Runa, still on the guns? Yeah. Do I see where the laser came from? Yes. There's like a hatchway in its bow, kind of like a, a camera aperture almost, that opens up just before it fires. Uh, can I try to focus my firing on that thing? Um, well, it's closed back now. But like if I keep firing at it, maybe they won't open it. Oh, that's true. Or you can you can hold your action until it opens again and take aim. Sure, I'll take aim. Because I know that seems more logical. Okay. So you're taking aim. Yes. Um, do you want to point that out to anybody else on the guns? Sure, I'll radio it around. Look for the little thingamabob. Got it. Got it, Rogue One. Look for the thingamabob. <laughs> hey, everybody. Shoot the thingamabob. Thingamabob. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I, I probably describe it in more detail. I just forgot all the details. Nope, got it. Thingamabob. Yep. No, that looks like a thing about to me. What about you, Frank? Thing of a bulb. Alright, so the gunners are focusing their fire on the aperture. Did you Sky, did you ever give me a piloting check or did you just give me a persuasion check, correct? Yeah, we didn't finish that. So right, sorry. <laughs> my bad. We did the logic. Look, there's the a lot cat. of Michael Bay crap going on right now. Okay, I gotta jump cut everything. <laughs> <laughs> sorry if I interrupted a sentence. No. <laughs> Michael Bay would never apologize for that. <laughs> so after talking she to the captain up. and talking her into 
full throttle ahead straight over the fire hazard. Yeah, we just... God, get us out of here. Okay. Let me see what this ship can do. I'm going to do an engineering mechanics check or sure. engines. 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 Let's see what the engines have. What kind of juice we can divert. Punch it. Uh, the one? <laughs> well, we got a single. You can, you can yeah. try to re-roll it? No. Not the could one. That's as, that's as good as it's going to get. like a luck point to re-roll? Could, if you think it's worth it, you could use a goddess point. A, luck po- a point of luck to change that roll into anything you want. If you think it's worth it. Remember, goddess points don't return at the start of every session. And I think we might need some luck on landing, so... What about resolve with that? I'm looking at resolve. No, resolve is personal damage. Yeah, okay. Travis, do you want to explain goddess points for the audience? Sure. Uh, goddess points are one of the few cons- truly consumable resources uh, in the Gilded Age system. Uh, they're, they're a sort of meta-currency that allow you to alter fate in your favor. You have luck, which allows you to change any role to anything you want to, even the GM's roles. Boo. Sorry. Uh, you also have Judgment, which allows you to take back an action in combat that's just like, you know, whatever you just did. If you're out of combat, that's, you know, within the last five minutes at max. And you also have Resolve, which allows you to negate any incoming effect that's going to murder you. Or if you are dying uh, or KO'd, you can just get back up with a little bit of health and get back in the fight. All right, cool. So you rolled a 13. I'm not... Oh, hold on. I have to keep a 1, but not a 0. 0... Would be a 10. That's Yeah. So what was your roll? 13 overall. All right. So still a single. So you're banking towards where your landing zone is going to be, but you're not moving as fast as you want. But you're, 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 on, you're on target. You're just not going as fast as you want, would like to go. Um, back on deck. Gunners. Mm-hmm. Rue. The, the aperture is opening again. And you see that this time the the giant black airship of death has angled itself directly towards the Dauntless. Yeah, I'm going to tell everybody to fire. All right. Um, take a... I think I'll give her a bonus. Get a plus 20 to your accuracy. Sounds good. Wait, is that cocked? Yeah, it's cocked. It's a cocked day. <laughs> so uh, would that be like subtracting 20 to it? Or? Yeah. Adding 20 to your base accuracy. Oh. Accuracy would rise to 75. Still not a hit. All right, so you're shooting wide. Let's see if anybody else on this ship. That's it. Oh, hey. Somebody crit. So um, you shoot wide, but then you see a couple couple of shots from the other gunners go straight in there. You see some after explosions. Looks like the ship dips a little bit, but the laser beam still fires. Um, but it looks like you knocked it off target. So it just, but it still comes crashing and, and kind of like scraping the hull of the Dauntless, but it doesn't go straight through, but it does a lot of damage. We go inside where Vic is, is running down the hallway and, uh, you see Ben, the little guy, the guy you'd worked on earlier. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he's just there one second and the next second there's a hole in the hall where he was as the... He's gone. Ben! And I gather my parachute. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you feel the ship lurch uh, beneath your feet. Give me an agility roll. Oh, God. That's my worst thing. Everybody give me an agility roll. So an agility roll is going to be 2d10 plus your agility divided by 3. You always round up in the Gilded Age. Agility divided by 3, okay. Yeah. 13. So 21. I have an 18. Okay. I have a 14. Sky and Rue are, are fine. You're, you you keep your seating. Um, you are actually both seated. So anyway, so you're fine. Um, Bishop, you're thrown um, against the bulkhead and uh, you take four damage. Um, Vic, you're also thrown back, luckily away from the hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you bang into the wall uh, on your shoulder blade for four damage. Okay. Does my defense apply to that? Yeah. Oh, cool. What's your defense? Two. Oh, nice. I just halved my damage. Just for uh, curiosity's sake, what bypasses defense usually? Elemental attacks. I'm sure that will never come up. No. <laughs> um, back on the bridge. Well, wait, I'm sorry, Rue, was there something you were asking? 
Oh, I was just going to say I'm glad that somebody can fire better than I can, even though I can beat them all at foosball. Yeah, and you got a really good view of the hit. It kind of hit, like, luckily below you. It might have hit directly on you, but they saved your life. Yeah, definitely but glad. But the, the ship is lurching now. You've definitely um, lost some speed, and you're starting to descend quicker than you wanted to. Um, give me a piloting check to try to to uh, fix the error. So mechanics? Yeah, another mechanics. Engines. Do I need to radio this guy and tell them directly in mechanics? 15. 15? Yeah. Okay, that's good. You, you stable out a little bit. Um, Bishop, uh, you get down to engineering. Give me an en- give me an engines check to see if you can boost the, the ship's speed. 20. Oh, nice. That is a double success. So you get down there and you start working on the, the machines, the computers, bang something with a wrench a couple of times, and the, it surges back to life, and uh, the ship goes... Um, Picks up speed. Um, that will give Sky a bonus to her next piloting check, um, which will be right now to try to dodge. Oh, You've seen this thing fire, I don't know, like four or five times now. Um, so you're deducing angle of okay. attack and everything. You have a feeling it's about to fire again. Give me a, a check to see if you can, a piloting check to see if you can evade the beam. I'm going to go with logic and deductive reasoning because okay. I don't, there's no piloting. That's fine. Directly, but... Okay, let me put all this information together and have a 20. Perfect. Um, So this thing prepares to fire again, and you um, basically just quickly put the ship into a nosedive, and and the beam uh, passes over you. It's a 17. That's still a single success. Yeah, single. What, What was my bonus? Enough to give you a double. Okay. In the regular aid other effects, Chris, as bishop, uh, got a double, which means that the, the person he's aiding gets a plus two on that roll. Boost you up to a 19, which Perfect. is get you back to that double. Yes. So legitimately earned. Okay. So you're able to, to very nearly get out of the way of the beam um, as you continue on, try to get to the landing site. Vic, you're, you're in the hallway. The hole has been blown out. What do you do? I'm going to like just pause for 10 seconds, close my eyes, try not to think about Ben, and then listen for wherever they're screaming and then go there because I'm a medic. It's actually coming from the direction of where, of where the hall is. Okay. I got to go there. I got All a parachute. Right. It's okay if I fall out. Parachute. <laughs> you get to, to get to the hall, you're you're hanging on to railing so you don't you don't get sucked out. You think you might be able to jump down to one of the lower decks. You can see that there, there's somebody lying there, a couple people lying there. It looks like they were singed by the laser beam, and they're just lying on the ground, like, ah, like covered in burns. How far away are they? Like like one deck below you. Like, oh, okay. You can, think, you can take like a running jump or something. I'm really bad at jumping, mm. but could I shoot them with a rifle? You could. Why would you do such a horrible thing, doctor? Uh, because I am an experimentalist and, uh, I will draw my rifle and, uh, attach, uh, a small gl- glowing, uh, orange crystal to the front of my rifle. And then I'm going to take aim at one of these soldiers and fire. Uh, and as I do, the bullet hits the crystal and then turns into a wavy green energy beam, which will heal that soldier, which I just have to see if I do a critical hit on it. Ooh, I do. So that soldier is going to get back 20 HP. All right, so to determine the critical hit, you rolled a D100 on your ranged attack? Yes. All right. Okay, so you, 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 you're shooting healing bullets, bullets mm-hmm. of health, mm-hmm. the, the best bullets, really. Yep. Uh, and, and you're healing people, and they're, they seems to work. The, the wounds cinch up a little bit, and they, they stop screaming and yelling in pain. Uh, do, do you shout any orders or anything at them? I, yeah, tie yourselves to that railing so you don't fall off. I, I'm really bad at jumping, so I can't get down there. I, I just fall out, but t- tie yourselves there. Hang on. Looks like we're coming in for a landing. It's going to be rough. All right. Give me another deduction roll. What's this one for? The same thing. Evading another energy blast. This one is Do I get another shot at like, trying to shoot it? 
Um, yes. Actually, let's do that first. Okay. I still have my roll. <laughs> 98. Um, I mean, I never got a chance before. You shot Suki. <laughs> <laughs> you shot the Tempest. All right. The airship scored a critical hit. What did oh, no. you roll on your evade? A 24. <sighs> oh, yeah. oh, that's a triple. Oh. Yeah. At this set point, I guess we should say uh, the Gilded Age skill system has four tiers of success. The lowest, which is a miss. Uh, up from that is a single success, which is good, but probably not that good. Uh, a double success, which is just always good. And a triple success is success with a flourish. And all these numbers are known to all players at all times, and they don't change. They are static to whatever level we are currently. So uh, Thelma rolled a 24, which is a triple in this game. Just barely, but it's damn good. Yes, so do I. Uh... Sky is going to see the shot coming, maneuver the ship. It's not very nimble. It has a giant hole in it. You do have a giant hole in it. You, you did get a speed boost. Um, it scored a critical. Um, I'm going to say you keep it from... It was aiming for the bridge. So you kept it from vaporizing the bridge. But it just nicks the, the rear of the ship, which happens to be where the docking bay and engineering are on different levels. <laughs> Goodbye, Chris. <laughs> She'll need some new arms um, and a heart. Well, hopefully you have Chris, a parachute. you're in engineering. Yep. When the world around you disappears into bright green light and you're thrown back and uh, we'll find out what happens to you later. Um, <laughs> the ship banks down out of control. Captain Delgado gets on the radio. We're going down. All hands brace for impact. End of episode. Tacos and Dice is an actual play podcast of the Gilded Age role-playing system designed by Travis Garden. The Rise of Albion campaign features Travis as Vic Winters, Marley as Runia of the Darkblades, Thelma as Skyro, Chris as Bishop Armstrong, and Kenneth as the Game Master. Our theme songs are Catharsis and Organic to Synthetic by Punch Deck. Find more of their music on YouTube or Spotify. Find us on Facebook at Tacos and Dice. Let's do it. Maybe I just need to lighten up. Maybe just just be more loosey goosey. Okay. Maybe I'm trying too hard to make this an HBO show. You can take your pants off, and it'll still be an HBO show. Oh, that's true. I could have my tits out. It's still be an HBO show. No, we don't. I don't. Oh, yes, but not allowed. Sorry. You want everybody to take your pants off. <laughs> <laughs> Done.